podcast. I'm Allison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Launch Podcast with Allison Little. Today's episode is called How to Build a High-Ticket Membership with Traction with Tony Bache. Tony is a membership growth strategist who helps busy women build and scale their online memberships without sacrifice so that they can have the freedom, flexibility, and fulfillment that first attracted them to starting their own business. Oh my gosh. I am so excited for our launch listeners today to meet Tony. Um, she is just absolutely killing it in this space. She is so focused on helping serve in a really big way. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have her on the launch podcast, because whenever we can have an expert come on here and kind of share the strategy behind growing or scaling a business, I'm like all for that. And I'm sure all of our listeners are too. So hello, Tony. Welcome to the launch podcast. Hi, Allison. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's my honor and pleasure to have you here. And, you know, for our friends who are listening, Tony is from Australia. And so it is early in the morning. She woke up at five o'clock in the morning just to chat with us. So thank you, Tony, for waking up so early. Oh, no, I'm really excited to be here. And if that means getting out of bed a little earlier, that is a-okay with me. Oh, oh my gosh. It's our pleasure. And so tell us a little bit more about yourself. Like I gave you gave the little bit of introduction, but I know that there's so many different experiences and education that you have that really brought you to who you are today. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I went down the very traditional uh, path initially. So I went to university, I did my master's degree, I went and did like, a, I dabbled at Harvard doing some courses there and kind of went the very traditional route, very corporate, went on the fast track through corporate America into vice president's roles. But I just constantly like had this calling that I was made for more, that I wanted to have more impact, that I wanted to help more people and that I could do more. And so while I was still working in corporate America, um, I started accidentally <laughs> started a, um, a life coaching uh, business. I had all the qualifications and certifications, but I'd done that more for my own benefit. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote an article that um, went viral about exercising um, 365 days in a row. And that turned into people saying, help me do it. And I was like, oh, the entrepreneur in me saw the opportunity and thought, okay, I will help you do it. And then that, um, that started from a course and turned into a membership and the membership was very, very, very successful. And that led to a lot of people asking me, like, how do I make my membership successful? And, you know, that was many, many years ago. And I've um, gone down the entrepreneurial route of doing every single course and certification and research and trial and error and made a lot of mistakes and and had a lot of success on my own. And, And now I've been in the really fortunate position that I've managed to help, you know, thousands of women around the world do the same. And that just lights me up so much. Oh my gosh, how exciting. And it's awesome to, to hear that you went from kind of like stumbling upon the thing that is ultimately fueling your soul right now. Isn't that interesting? I love that. That's absolutely how I started this podcast too. And all the things I get to do is, is just random, right? And so for our listeners, sometimes it's random. Sometimes that it's going to come at a time and a place in a way that you never expected it to come into your life. A hundred percent. 
Awesome. So what is your main passion or purpose in life? Well, it's really interesting. I did a lot of work on this and um, I've kind of stuck with this same thing for maybe five or six years, years now. And it's the purpose of my life is to live vivaciously in every moment and inspire others to do the same. Mm-hmm. And for me, like I just love living life to its fullest, being vibrant, um, you know, being that happy person and actually like loving every moment of my life. And I think everyone deserves that. And so really like what I do in business and, and I did have this big like identity crisis, like when I changed from sort of like the life coaching to the, the business coaching, I was like, do I need to change that statement? And I was like, I, I don't because ultimately what I help women do in their businesses is I help them not just create a business that is thriving and is financially providing for their family, but balances with their lifestyle. Like they're, they're not trying to just have a busy business. None of them want to be in the hustle culture. Everyone's looking for a business that sustains them to have the life that they love. And so I, I actually feel like it's even more important to embrace not being like business focused with your purpose working with business people. Cause I think so often we lose sight of that and it becomes about like all about the business. And that's not really what life's about at all. Mm, that's so beautifully said. Oh my gosh. So true. And it is really about who we are and how we can impact and help others and serve it with our unique gifts and strengths. And if we can create a business around that, that's the most beautiful thing because now we're fulfilled, right? We're, we're operating in our strength zone and we're helping people and making money doing it. Like that's, that's exactly, I think the dream for everybody is they're always, you know, everybody's looking, whether it's a career working in a job or, you know, they want to find purpose, they want to find meaning in their life and they want to help serve and feel like like what they're doing matters. And it sounds like that's what, what you get to do on a daily basis. So that's so exciting. I love that. I love it too. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so good. So Tony, you talked a little bit about your programs. I want to make sure that we touch on those right now, just for any of our listeners who are like listening, you're like, okay, tell us what it is that Tony does. What, how do I get out? You know, how do I figure this stuff out? Cause I want to learn from her. So let's do it right now so that we make sure that everybody knows what it is that you do with the programs that you offer. Yeah, I know that's awesome. So I'm really passionate about helping busy women scale their memberships. And let's be real, what I teach works for lots of things other than memberships, but I'm pretty passionate about memberships because I love the idea of recurring revenue and not having to work so hard for it every month. I feel like that really sets you up for success long-term, which is what we really want. And I have two programs. One's called the five minute membership, and that's basically a five minute lesson, a five minute action, five days a week. And it's a tweak a week we focus on. And that goal is to get you to five figure months. So if you're kind of starting out and you've not kind of cracked it, you haven't figured out how to, you know, get your membership really to the level you want to get it to, that's the place for you. And then I also have um, the Scale Society, which is an application only um, group. It's a really intimate group of people that of women, of powerful women who are scaling their online businesses without sacrifice. So they're already um, making six figures in their business and they are really looking to scale in a big way. And our promise in that group is that, you know, we want to help you double your revenue and halve your working hours because we don't want you just hustling. We want you actually creating that lifestyle business that you love. 
Mm, so good. So good. Okay. So we've got the five minute membership and we have the scale society. And so depending on what you're thinking about, those might be options. And, and I know that Tony has tons of resources and, and ways that you can learn about her, but I just wanted to make sure that we didn't miss that because sometimes we get so deep in our conversation that I missed the whole point. And then people are like, Allison, seriously, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So now we're talking really about this topic of how do you build a high ticket membership with traction? And so if we're going to just start off with like that, you know, somebody's listening, they've maybe thought about having a membership. Maybe they have a few people that are following them or, or working with them. They might have a team of people. Where do we start with that? Yeah. So I feel like the first thing that you've got to really start with, and it sounds really strange, but the first thing to start with is your mindset, because I think there's this massive misnomer. Like when people think memberships, they think like, 20 bucks a month, 30 bucks a month, maybe like a hundred bucks a month. And that's like, Ooh, that's an expensive membership. And it's really not true. I think that this like misnomer of low cost memberships and having to give away like so much for so little, it actually sometimes attracts the wrong people and not the right people that are actually prepared to really invest and do the work to get the outcome that they want to get. And so I think that's the first thing is going, okay, I, what I offer is really valuable and I can have this as a high ticket recurring revenue product. Um, so it might sound a bit weird, but that's genuinely the first place to be because the first thing I always encounter is people going, but, but would people really pay that for that? And I'm like, heck yes, of course they would. And so then the second thing, like getting into the tactics is to really figure out your promise. Like, what is it that you're going to promise them when you're working with them? Because that's got to be really valuable to them is that promise. And so you've got to think about, and, and they usually fit into like different buckets. You know, does it help them save or make money? Does it help them save or, you know, save their time or make their time more maximized? Um, does it help them feel better about themselves? And, and it usually, you know, there's other things, but it kind of tends to come back to those three buckets, but what's that promise? And it's got to be a very specific promise. And then from the promise, you've got to then figure out what's the process, like how are you actually going to help them on that journey from where they are now to where they want to be, which is your promise. And in order to do that, you've got to solve their problems. So you've got to be really, really clear on what their problems are. So that flows into the promise and the process. So that's kind of my magic three P's to get started in, in setting up your high ticket membership. Amazing. So could you repeat those three challenges of the promise? Like yes. Make money yes. more time. And what was the last one? Um, help you like feel better about yourself. Like it might be, um, you know, you lose weight or you um, are more in touch with your um, soul. And so you know where you want to go. So it's kind of some kind of promise like that. Awesome. Okay. So, so first it's about getting your mindset right. Understanding that you can have a high ticket membership. It doesn't have to be cheap. You don't have to give everything away for free or low cost. You can actually do this. Second step is really being clear on what is the promise that you're providing for the people that you want to serve. And the third one is really what is the process? Like, how are you going to take them from where they are right now to where they want to go? Exactly. Awesome. So when we think about a high ticket item, what do you think the challenges are for most people when they're starting off trying to create this? Yeah. So um, I think the number one thing that they do is they chuck everything into this program because they're like, well, it's got to be like, if it's worth this, I've got to put 
everything into it. And what tends to happen is that they burn themselves out with what they've promised because they promised the world. But also, I think the big misnomer is that typically with a high ticket membership, people think like more is more, but it's actually better is more. Like the people that sign up for high ticket memberships are not necessarily looking for more content. They're looking for more support. They're looking for, you know, faster ways to implement. They're looking to like accelerate their journey. Um, they're not just looking for more content and more stuff. So it's actually really concatenating down like what is actually going to move the needle for those folks. And how do you create like almost what feels like a one-on-one -on -one experience, but it's actually in a group environment. And my goal that I always tell the people that I work with on, on high ticket memberships is how do you actually make this better than working with you one-on-one? -on -one? Because a lot of my folks either already work one-on-one -on -one and they're burnt out from working one-on-one -on -one all the time, or they don't work one-on-one -on -one because they don't want to be work burnt out from, you know, working one-on-one -on -one all the time. So it's that real art and science of like, how do you give them what you, what, what they want and what they need, but without overwhelming yourself, but also still creating this environment that actually helps them get better results than what they would one-on-one. Hmm. -on -one. That's a beautiful, that's like a mic drop moment. I like to kind of pull out the mic drop moments. So if you're listening right now, what, and you're thinking, okay, I want to create this membership, but maybe you have this idea that people aren't going to pay you if it's not that one-on-one -on -one type thing or program, how can you create it in a way where it's better actually with group coaching? And I know from my own experience, I, I love one-on-one -on -one coaching. There's nothing wrong with that, but I've had group experiences that have been so transformational in my life that that I, I, I constantly go back to that experience. And I think, okay, that's what I want to create for other people, because there's something to be said for being able to not only tap into one person's brilliant mind, but be able to tap into the brilliant mind of all the people around you. And so that's where, you know, when we're thinking about growing our business or scaling, we need to think about, okay, how can I make sure that I'm creating something where it's going to be better than even that one-on-one, -on -one, which helps you scale, right? Because we need, we need to be able to scale this in order to make a profit. I'm going to change gears a bit because I know that you were in corporate world. You had done all the things, you climbed the ladder, you were in a place where, you know, what most people would call success, right? But you weren't fulfilled. So let's talk a little bit about that. What, you know, what happened? How are you feeling? And, and how was that kind of the catalyst to starting this other business? Yeah, it, you know, it's so fascinating because like I loved my job. You know, some people are like, I was in corporate and I hated it and I couldn't wait to get out. Like I, I loved it and I had such incredible opportunities and experiences and, you know, like things that, you know, kind of pinch me moments that you're like, how do I have this like amazing career. But that career was really at the sacrifice of everything else in my life. Like I barely saw my husband because I was traveling all the time. I was like always on. I was working a ton of hours and, and I loved it and I was happy, but I knew that I wanted more from a personal perspective. I wanted to be more me, more free, um, not be just have that identity as the corporate person. But I also knew that I really wanted to help more people and you know in corporate it's the constant frustration of you know there's a lot of red tape and you know you've got great ideas that you know would be transformative but in order 
to get that idea off the ground. You've got to like jump through so many hoops and, 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 you know, then you go pay a consultant $200,000 to say, you know, what you'd said two years ago. And it just kind of was starting to get to the point where it was making me crazy. And I'd always had side businesses. Like I think I'd just always been that entrepreneurial spirit person. I think I had businesses since I was 14. But where I really got serious was when this opportunity presented itself and and it really opened up the world to like online digital education because in the past I'd done like kind of one-on-one services or I'd done, you know, product-based stuff. But this was where it really changed and became like, oh my gosh, like I can... I can help like hundreds of people at the time over the internet. (laughs) Like it was, that's what changed me. And that got me really juiced up. Um, And it was interesting because of course there's like technical components that are different in the online world, but every single thing that I learned in my corporate career is so transferable to everything I do. So it's, um, I kind of just get to do what I've always loved doing, but on a much bigger platform stage to help way more people, which is amazing. That is so cool. I love that. And, and, you know, it's, it's sometimes funny. I was just having a conversation with a friend who was like, you know, can you apply these skills over if I'm going to do a different thing, a different job, a different career, start a business. And I'm like, absolutely. You don't just because it's called something different. Doesn't mean that you automatically lose everything and you have to start over fresh. Actually, you've started ahead because just like you did, you took all of these skills, all of these opportunities that you had to grow in your corporate role you probably had like some of the best training that you could possibly get. And now you get to take that, you get to transfer that into your own business and you get to help other people in that process, which is a beautiful thing. And I have to say, Alison, it's actually scary how much overlap there is. Like, it's not until you're doing it and you're like, it's really just the same. Like it's, it's scary. And so if you're listening and you are scared to death going like, Oh, you know, it's so different. (laughs) I bet it's not like people use different language and they make it sound fancier, but (laughs) we're all still humans at our core. We all still operate in the same way. It's, it's actually scarily similar. Isn't that awesome? I love that you say that because it is true. It's, it's just how you apply it. And and really how you've up-leveled your thinking around it in order to serve people at a higher level, which I think is really amazing. So talking about that, what are the two to three things you've done in your life, either personally or professionally to launch? Yeah, I think the first thing, um, I am guessing I'm like a lot of your listeners. I was a real perfectionist. I, you know, I, I guess you get beaten into you when you've gone down that traditional path that you know, before you put something out there in the world, it has to be super polished and super professional and this and that. And that leads to a lot of procrastination and overthinking. And so for years, like I'd known that I wanted to do something online and it just like, I don't know, it just took me so long. Cause I was like, but what would it be? And how would I do it? And I don't, I'm not an expert in all of these like 5 million facets of different things. And so the big I'd say the biggest lesson I learned is just do it, like aim for progress over perfection. Um, And it sounds so ridiculously simple. And I'm sure I'm not the first person that said this on your podcast, but it's, it's just like, do not underestimate the power of just taking action because when you 
actually take that action and it stops being this thing that plays around your head and you think it over and over and over and you actually do it, you'll probably make mistakes. There'll be some train wrecks, but you learn so much more from like the things you get right and the things you get wrong than from like just reading books or taking courses like over and over again. You just learn so, so, so much more. So that's like my number one thing is just take imperfect action. It is so much more powerful than inaction. Um, That's my number one. Love that. Oh my gosh. And I have a book called The Art of Imperfect Action. So oh, really? I resonate with you. I'm a recovering perfectionist. So That's what I always call myself. You're the first person I found that like calls themselves that as well. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a, a daily thing, but yes. So I could, as you're saying that, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, all of that. But that's yeah. the thing is when you are recovering perfectionist to, to understand that you're going to put stuff out there and just do it. And that's going to give you feedback is a beautiful thing, right? It's okay for me not to know. I'm not going to know. And I have to do it anyway. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's not perfect. There might be an error or something might be wrong, or I don't know all the answers. Sometimes we want to know all of the things, but you're not going to know. And that's okay. You'll get feedback, you'll fix it. And then it'll be awesome. That's it. And the three times that I've had like the biggest growth in my life, I guess, or my business career have been the three times that I've just gone, you know what? I've got no preparation done. Got this idea. I'm just going to do it. And and all three times it's been transformative and not just like, yes, I've made money from it, and, but it's more about like how that's up-leveled me and my thinking and how much progress and learning I've had from that experience, like way more than the, you know, you know, the two day, like I'm going to launch in two days is, has given me so much more growth than the two years before that, that I'm like, yeah, I think I should launch. I don't know. I've got to get this right. So that's definitely the first one. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Okay. So what's the next one? The next one is remembering you are the prize. Um, I learned this from a good friend of mine and this was like a game changer in my mindset. All of you, every single one of you that's turning your ideas and passions into something you can profit for and trying to up level that like you have the answers and the people you work with have the problem. Like they have the problem. You have the solution. So like, why are you constantly devaluing yourself and thinking like, oh, it's not worth that. I should make it cheaper or I need to give them more or, you know, I need to hustle hard for this sale. Like, it's not about that. Like, you're the magic juice. Like, you're the unicorn. Um, They need you more than you need them. And that's a real mind shift in helping you up level because when you realize that it changes everything. It changes the way you put together your products. It changes the way you like pitch your programs. It changes, you know, how you price things. Like it changes everything. And that's like one of my clients, I was talking to her last night and she's like, I feel like a grown up in my business now. And, and I mean, when I, and she's already doing multi six figures. So it's ironic that she's saying, I feel like a grown up, but it's because she's made that shift now to realize like, I don't have to play small. Like I can be the awesome person that I am. And that's actually going to magnetize people as opposed to me. Like, please come to me, please come to me, please come to me. So, Mm. Oh, that is so good. I don't have to play small. I can be the awesome person. I love that because there is, there's so much that we can, we can stop ourselves from going to that next level in our lives, either personally or professionally. If we overthink it, I'm an overthinker because I'm a recovering perfectionist. And so like the fact that you say that right now, I feel like you're speaking directly to me. Like Allison, you don't have to play small. 
right? Like you don't have to do that. Like it's okay to be the awesome person. And, and guess what? There are people that are just waiting for you to show up for them because if you do, it will help them. And that's the thing that I think so many of us, especially for women, entrepreneurs need to recognize is that the, the there's so much opportunity, right? There are so many people that are waiting and we need to step up and it's okay for us to charge money for what we're worth and to do the things to help people. I think that's a beautiful thing. And I was having a really interesting conversation with somebody yesterday. Um, and we were talking about how like, we don't actually care about giving stuff away, like on socials or whatever, because our mission is to just help more people. And so it doesn't matter if, they're paid or not because if you just put stuff out there like if you change people's lives with your free stuff then they're like going to be begging you to do the paid stuff but that's where it's like you've got to have that mind shift to be like you know what like I'm the prize I don't have to like hustle and like hold back and be like here's my little crappy nuggets like you know my little breadcrumbs um but my good stuff like you know no, you can't have my good stuff it's like Put it out there. Like, yeah, charge your worth. Don't like, you know, don't live on freebie training. Charge your worth, but don't be afraid to just give and help change people's lives in every step of your business. Because when you do that, they're just going to want to work with you over and over and over again. And that's what it's all about, right? Women helping women do better, like, you know, live their lives that they want to live. Mm, so good. Absolutely. 100%. So uh, one of the things that I think a lot of people are dealing with right now is stress management and kind of like, okay, they're, they're wondering what's happening in the world. Because if you turn on the news, everything is terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day all the time. So how, what do you do? Because I know you're really passionate about having a healthy lifestyle and taking care of yourself. What are some of the strategies you use to kind of deal with stress? Yeah, it's a great question. And look, I think it's so interesting because I'm like, think back to what I was going through when I was in corporate and I was always like, yeah, I'm not stressed. I don't really experience stress, but I think I was just constantly like living on that, like stress adrenals that I was stressed, but I just didn't recognize it as stress because my body was constantly in that state. So it's really interesting, but a couple of things I do. Number one is I do turn off the news. Like I literally do not watch the news because I just think, I don't know, there's nothing positive they've got to say. <laughs> and so I'm just like, if there's something big in the world, I'll find out if somebody will mention it to me in conversation. I don't need to be obsessed with what's going on. And so I kind of focus less outward and more inward. Like what's, it's that whole locus of control. Like what's in my own internal locus of control? Like what can I do in the world and how can I be that positive force in the world and just kind of not worrying about what everything and I know that's easier said than done like people have family members that are sick or you know like it's it's easier said than done but I really just try to focus on like what can I control I can't control some of these bigger things that are going on in the world right now but what can I control and how can I be that positive force? So I think that's the first thing. The second thing is I just really focus on like what I call healthy habits and they're going to be different for everyone. Like I, I have like this daily dozen that I can, you know, list off, but everyone is going to find what works for them. But it's just like 
basic stuff. Like I make sure I exercise every single day. And you know, you might be sitting there going like, oh, I'm not one of those people. Like I'm not going to bash it out at the gym for two hours every single day. Me either. Like sometimes my exercise every day is like a 10 minute walk or like five minutes stretching or so I think it's about like having those healthy habits, whether that be exercise or nutrition or meditation or, you know, random acts of kindness or like whatever it is that you feel like you need to do. But I think the secret in it all is making it so ridiculously easy to achieve that it doesn't feel like this big thing. Like, you know, you can, everybody can exercise for five minutes a day if all that that has to be is like stretching in your pajamas at night before you go to bed. Like everybody can do that. Um, Everybody could meditate if it's for one minute and you can do it anywhere, anytime. Everybody could drink water if all you're aiming to do is like drink, you know, one liter extra or like one ounce extra, whatever it is that you want to do more than you did yesterday. Everybody can improve their sleep if they just sleep for five minutes longer. You know, like it's it's not making it a big thing. And there's a guy, BJ Fogg, and he's a psychologist and he was like the creator of the tiny habits movement. Like lots of other people are credited with it, but he was like the old school guy that was now bringing it in. And, and he set the goal, like, I'm just going to floss one tooth each day and of course he didn't floss one tooth very often because that would be crazy but it's about like actually making the habit so tiny that you can't not do it and then once you start to do it you get the momentum and you tend to do more and I think that's my real secret and I oscillate you know there's some things that I constantly do like the exercise and the water and all of those things but you know meditation sometimes I'm amazing with it sometimes I'm not but my secret to always reintegrating it into my life is okay I'm just going to do one minute and it doesn't matter when it doesn't matter where but my goal is just to do one minute most of the time I'll do 10 or 15 but like I've just got to do one to get started so so good I like that micro micro goals or micro habits so that they're smaller so that it kind of helps you build momentum and really understanding okay what are the top five or ten things that I can do on a daily basis that help me feel like the best version of myself right like I know that if I I work out and I exercise I feel like a happier human being I'm better for my kids I'm better for my family I'm better for all the people I'm working with, like, that's a good thing for me to do. I need my water. I know yeah. right before this, I was like, okay, I need to fill up my water and oh, just little things like that. And I'm sure you do this too, but really understanding how does this make me feel once I do it? Like, if it makes me feel good, I'm going to want to keep doing it. Right. And, um, kind of continuing to do that. Cause before, when I started to exercise, I would constantly have this mantra of, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I don't like it. This is terrible. Now it's always, I feel stronger. I feel energized. Oh my gosh. I'm feeling great. Woohoo. Go. Right. And so really understanding what am I saying to myself when I'm doing these tiny little habits in order to stress less and really to feel happier in our lives. Absolutely. And I think, you know, don't feel the need to have to do so much, like stack your habits, like, you know, get really good with your water. And then once you've got that, like get really good with your meditation, like don't feel like, I feel like most people are like, oh, you know, particularly around the new year, like, okay, this year I'm going to meditate and I'm going to exercise and I'm going to drink my water. I'm going to do all the things. And then they like manage it for like a week. And then they're like, I can't do this. I'm a failure. I give up on it all. It's like, just set the bar lower, like make it less things and, you know, focus on what makes you feel great, but focus on less things and not doing very much of it and build like rather than trying to do all the things at once. Cause that's actually just a different version of stress. Like, cause you're putting all this pressure on yourself, like not just around 
your business, but now you've got to have the perfect business and the perfect, like, you know, life at home and it's just too much. So give yourself a break, you know, it, doing something's better than doing nothing. 100%. So, so good. Well, Tony, I could talk to you forever. Um, I'm so excited. I love, I love just kind of your energy and how you think about business and life. And so thank you so much for sharing on the podcast. How do people get a hold of you? Yeah, look, honestly, I'm pretty easy to find just Tony Bache, B-A-C-H-E. Um, you can find me Instagram, Facebook, you can find my website. Um, yeah, I would love to connect with you if I can serve you in any way and, and help you scale and up-level your business or your life. Um, feel free to reach out anytime. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, thanks again, Tony. And to all of our listeners who absolutely love Tony and learn so much during this episode, make sure you reach out to her, learn from her and uh, share this episode, right? There's somebody in your life that's looking for an answer or solution to how they can scale their business or how they can grow to that next level. And we never know who it might be, right? And so if you can share it, comment and and rate the podcast to let people know what you learn from it, that's a fantastic way to do it too. We just love having you. We thank you so much for listening and hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to the Launch Podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com. 